Hey, this is Healy Jones, VP of Financial Strategy here at Cruise Consulting. And I want to say thanks to our podcast sponsor, ARC. At Cruise, we've got a number of clients successfully using ARC to manage their deposits, payments, access financing, all in one place. One of the things that ARC provides that's really great is over a quarter of a million dollars in FDSE coverage. Their insurance program goes beyond the standard limit and it secures up to five and a quarter million dollars. So startups that have even more cash than that can go and access treasury solutions that provide yield and safety. If you're a startup looking for a secure financial solution that can help you scale, please check out our sponsor ARC at arc.tech. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and friends, it's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Ohl. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Julian Christmas from Sintra Global. Welcome, Julian. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for having me. Nice to be here with you. And uh, since you mentioned Sintra Global, just worth mentioning that our you, you and I have known each other and worked worked together for a long time. But our business was until about six weeks ago was known as Unitera Consulting, or just Unitera. So, so we have uh, we've re- rebranded now, and we are we are Sintra Global. Yep, that's how probably the cruise client base knows you because we refer a lot of clients over to you. But, well, maybe tell us the audience how you why you got so excited about Sintra and why you joined and and what you guys do. Yeah, thanks, Scott. So, so Sintra Global or Unitera as we were, as a business, uh, our sole purpose is to help our clients with their international operations. Uh, and you know, you and I have, have had many conversations and worked on on common clients. Um, our support is principally around uh, their objectives around hiring internationally and hiring in other countries. So, providing them advice and and services around their international hiring, whether it be building big teams with offices or simply individual hires in other countries. So we do a lot of work around hiring, legal entity setup and advice around that. We provide HR support and we do some accounting and compliance work. So the business provides a suite of services in that international support space. My background, Scott, is I was in public accounting for, for many years, qualified as a public chartered accountant, Worked increasingly with you. So I'm from the UK, as you can tell. Worked increasingly with US tech businesses and supporting them into the UK and beyond. And that was really my ticket out of public accounting. And I worked then for a couple of consulting, bigger consulting businesses, providing support to specifically to the US tech sector on their uh, international expansion journey. And as a result of several years spent doing that, uh, I founded my own business providing a similar type of service with a very high touch. So a very uh, strong focus on, on customer service, really. And several years later, we have evolved uh, and become Central Global as we are today. And I love the space of international, uh, what we just call international expansion and support, uh, simply because it's so interesting. And, you know, it's, it's great to feel uh, valuable to our clients. And we refer you because you are the expert. You know, we're focused on the U.S., but, you know, Sintra, Unitera, you, you folks are like a very seamless handoff. We actually really appreciate it. And my favorite thing is I know that our clients are going to get treated really well and when they reach out and talk to you. And, and you got, I mean, you, you folks are really good at just about even sometimes just answering a few questions or making them feel good and relax. And, you know, the world's not ending. Here's what you need to do to fix it. We can do it for you if you want kind of stuff. I really appreciate it. And the crew's team appreciates it because it's not just me but it's like our account managers and people who are serving the clients 
are making those intros and you folks do a really good job on that. Yeah, no, thanks, Scott. Appreciate that. You know, a lot of what we do with your clients and with with uh, a lot of the other companies that we talk to is simply have conversations and just provide them with some advice and information. And sometimes we would work and, and, you know, we get a new client and sometimes just to be helpful. And, you know, we really like to be helpful. We love helping Cruise Consulting and your clients, um, you know, interesting uh, and very kind of sweet spot for us in terms of the, the types of clients that you work with. And so we really enjoy that. And I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. Thanks, man. So the stuff, so it's, it's hiring internationally. I think you got, you guys advise on sales, like international taxes too. What, what's the product suite? Yeah, we do that. So I guess the, the one thing that the one service that is common to all of our clients is that we provide payroll support. Um, that's really kind of the cornerstone of the business. So we provide payroll support, um, very closely um, linked to that is the HR support we provide. So if a client needs to hire in another country, yes, they need payroll, but of course they need employment contracts and, and various other things in order to um, allow that to happen. Um, so that's the cornerstone of what we do, Scott, but there's a lot more to it than that. In, in some countries, uh, a legal entity is required. It's quite a complex bit of a project. So we do some legal entity setups for our, for our clients. Legal entities bring with them new compliance requirements. And, and this really is, this takes us down the path, Scott, of tax tax support advice around kind of things like VAT and GST and, and how they yeah. are similar or not to sales tax. And there are similarities, but there are also big differences. So as I say, payroll HR are the, are the cornerstone of what we do. But, but really, if you wrap our service suite up, it, it gives our clients everything they need in order to affect what I would say, what I would describe as light touch international expansion. That's which great. Is, which is really uh, headcount driven. Yeah. And internet for our client base, international has been a huge growth driver. Like people are really growing internationally. It was interesting though, before we turned the mics on, you were saying you're seeing like a little bit of retrenchment there, right? Our business has its roots in the U.S. tech sector. And we've always done a lot of, a lot of business with the U.S. tech, US tech sector. Uh, and, it, and it's outbound expansion. We're less focused on tech specifically now. We do a lot of work with tech, but we do a lot of work with non-tech. But specifically what we see from our uh, the tech sector or the, or the businesses that we work with is, you know, I think everyone knows that there's been a lot of reductions in, in headcounts across lots of the tech sector or various parts of the tech sector. And it looks to me that that is felt disproportionately by you know, the international hires that have been made in the past. So, you know, we have clients who are uh, regrouping, uh, they're shedding some of their international heads. And in fact, in some cases, closing down their inter international operations altogether. Um, I don't mean they're closing international lock, stock and barrel, but some of their international locations are, are, are closed as I think people reformulate their plans. It's so interesting because it was like a mega, mega growth driver. And then now it's starting to slow down. It, is it, are you seeing in different industries or like the cruise client base is like a lot of software, a lot of health tech, e-commerce, you know, but it was just like, it was overwhelming to be totally honest. Like everyone was hiring everyone internationally and doing what you're talking about, either hiring and making sure they're compliant or setting up a subsidiary, doing that the correct way. But it's, that's, it's interesting that you're seeing it slow. It's quite difficult to tell what the trend is because our um, our work was also boosted, you know, unfortunately by the whole COVID situation. Uh, so we we our um, client base and and, and the, the the amount of work that we do was boosted by the sort of quirky situation we had with with COVID when everyone was talking about international barriers disappearing altogether. So part of it was 
hey, if you can, if you if you've just learned you can hire in the next state, then an extension of that is you can hire in the next country and and in Europe and beyond. So that there was a lot of that, and there was also a lot of relocation of employees back to home countries. So we we scooped a lot of work during the lockdown period. We did really well out of that, and so it's quite you know I think that that might have masked some of what was really going on there. Uh, it may have felt like. Uh, international was was booming more than mm. more than it really was. So a, li- a little bit difficult to say. Was there are there like some common mistakes you see startup founders? We, by the way, you also talked about that. Maybe like a quick definition of that, because that's a that's a very common question we get that we turn over to you. But like maybe what's that, and then maybe we can transition into some of the common mistakes you see people doing. Okay, let me help you with that then, because that is a is a is a quirky one and. VAT and in some countries it's referred to as GST. So VAT is value added tax, GST is goods and services tax. They call it GST and like for example, Australia, um, throughout Europe it's known as VAT. And it's similar to sales tax in that it applies, you know, you apply VAT to your company's invoicing in certain situations. Uh, it's different in that, as I understand sales tax, uh, you incur sales tax as a cost to your business. There's no, there's no concept of recovering it. The point oh, of VAT, yeah, yeah. yeah, so the yeah, and the point of VAT is that if a business charges VAT to another business, then that business can recover that VAT, and it and it's not a cost of the business. The only person or the the only situations when you can't recover VAT is if you're a private individual. So the idea is that it's a tax that's only borne by the end consumer. So private individuals certain types of businesses which aren't able and one of them is actually um financial services so things like insurance and banking they can't recover vat yeah uh, and that's it's usually specific. like physical stuff right isn't it easy physical it could be physical stuff it could be services but a lot oh, of the clients uh, yeah but a lot of the cruise clients that we talk to are invoicing for service or like you said software uh, or certain digital assets or services they're providing and a lot of the questions are around do we need to charge VAT if we're selling into Europe and the answer is often um, dictated by whether it's a B2B or a B2C sale because if it's B2C then a US vendor should be charging VAT to European uh, consumers because if they don't they have a competitive advantage over the local uh, vendors who are who are charging VAT on all their sales. If, it, if it's B2B, then rule of thumb is no VAT needs to be charged because you don't get a competitive advantage and, and, the, and the customer, the business customer can recover it anyway. So simple rules there. I mean, I'm happy as, as always, Scott, to extend to your client base the invitation. I, I'd be happy to. Simple happy rules. To, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's very it's very simple at, at, at the first level. But if you want to take it down another level, it explodes into a very big and complicated area. So as I say, you know, I, I, I can't I can't simplify it too much um, and, and, and always happy to, to talk to your, your clients about it. What do you see as the, the major mistakes people make when they're expanding internationally? You know, like what are they doing wrong? Yeah, good question. So what we deal with a lot is, is uh, when companies have a propensity to try and do things simply and to cut corners and do things inexpensively uh, in the short term. And what that does is that further down the track, it can be much more difficult to unravel and much more, much more complex, particularly when we're talking about hiring employees in other countries. And, you know, there's always a tendency to say, hey, can't we take that person on as an independent contractor? 
or you know can't we try and do it a different way and the, the answer is well look let's have a discussion about it because that works for now uh, i've i've dealt with many situations where subsequent efforts to convert a contractor to be an employee have become become very very difficult we deal oh. with all sorts of, yeah we deal with all sorts of stuff scott we deal with companies who have rather than uh, invest in properly compliant local employment contracts for example they engage their international employees using a us offer letter which is yeah it is it's very quick and it doesn't cost anything but the the ramifications mm, further down the path, they're basically like saying representing they're hired in the us entity or something like that and exactly exactly oh, and you know what God. if you if you don't have an employment contract that observes all the different employment law in that country then as an employer, you don't really have a leg to stand on if you end up in litigation with that employee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sorry from the UK, it doesn't happen very often, but we do a lot of support in countries like France and Spain and some support in, in also countries like Brazil, where they have a much higher uh, propensity for engaging in a bit of litigation with their, with their employer or ex-employer because they haven't followed the rules. Hey there, this is the VP of Financial Strategy at Cruise, jumping in to thank our sponsor of this podcast, Arc. At Cruise, we have a number of clients who are successfully using Arc's fintech tools to store deposits, manage payments, get financing, earn yield, all in one place. But another thing that's important about Arc is that they have a heightened security and safety feature. Because they partner with globally recognized banks, they're able to offer an FDIC coverage over $250,000. In fact, they offer up to $5,250,000 in FDIC coverage. And if you have more cash than that, they have treasury solutions that can provide yield and safety for even more money. So if you're looking for a comprehensive financial solution that can help you scale, check out ARC. Go to arc.tech. Thanks again to our sponsor, ARC. Makes makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah, gosh. yeah. So it makes her interesting, you know, and, and I've seen some big checks written to ex-employees when when you know you, you, to, to save money things have been done in a very simple way yeah. at the outset uh, and then to try and bring it back from that can be can be complicated and expensive yep yep so how do you what what state i mean the cruise clients are seed series a series b but is that the stage you focus on with startups or or is a later stage like where are you guys mostly entering Scott, we work with with companies all the way from like the real foundation stage. I mean, we've worked with a with an out of the blocks two person, two founder business, all the way through to uh, public and listed companies that we that we also work with. So, the size and and type of activity that they engage with is very variable. But what they have in common is that they typically are launching into that international, you know, some sort of program of internationalization or hiring other countries either to uh, take advantage of commercial opportunities in that country, or it can be to take advantage of lower, I mean, classic one at the moment is, is trying to take advantage of lower costs of, for example, software engineers and, and trying to build engineering functions in other countries where costs are lower. And so, um, you know, there's, there's an obvious advantage there to the company arbitrage uh, yep yep makes yeah sense. yeah and we, and we were increasingly actually scott so we, we do continue to do a lot of this first sort of stepping stones of internationalization work increasingly because we're very payroll and hr focused we're also working a lot with companies who have already expanded and they may be present in three four five ten countries 
and they've done that kind of organically and they get to a point where they realize they're working with multiple payroll providers in multiple countries who work with different platforms and uh, everything's done to a, a totally different process and that can become very very uh, time consuming and resource heavy from the from the client side and at some point they will have an appetite to consolidate all of those payrolls into a, a single service provider who is you know a single point yeah with a single process and a single platform and a, and a single calendar of activities and that's exactly where we come in um, and are able to essentially consolidate all of that disjointed and complex payroll activity and make it sort of super smooth and joined up. Yeah, that's nice. I'm sure you have like the very satisfied, happy customers at that point because just simplifying <laughs> all that, you know. Yeah, yeah, crazy. we do. Uh, yeah, we do. So, so we, and we try to do it in a cost-effective way. You would understand that if you if you're doing, you know, if you if you're consolidating ten payrolls through a single team, which is what we do, you know, usually it works out a little more expensive than working with the individual providers all yep. separately. But there's a big saving in time and effort on the client side and and so ultimately there is a little bit of extra cost but usually when you take everything in the round it actually works out very well for them yeah that's amazing man how and how big are you guys now how big is Sintra? so Sintra, we are so we are the international business now of a, of a larger business and hence the the rebranding mm. from unitera to Sintra. so we have a sister company specializing in in uk payroll uh, and as a group, we're about 250 people. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, on the, for you. yeah on the international side, we're we're about 50 people, and the vast majority are based in the UK. Uh, so in essence, our clients deal with our UK-based team, and then we support our clients uh, all around the world and, and interact with our service providers and teams in, in multiple different countries. That's so, I'm so happy for you. That's amazing growth. That's really, really cool. No, no, I appreciate that. And we've been under, um, we went under private equity ownership about three and a half years ago. So mm. that's also an important part of our journey. Um, and that's when we came together with Sintra and and hence, you know, the rebranding to to be more joined up with our, with our UK business. That's really cool. I love it. And it gives you scale too, because you can, especially internationally, you, there's so many different countries to handle. And I, I can see how that'd be very, very beneficial to the business. It's been, it's been really helpful. And, you know, we have a, you know, we have a lot more tech firepower now. So, we, so we're able to deal with a lot more of the, of the sort of quirky tech requests we get on uh, from some of our bigger clients who want to, for example, um, automate between our payroll platform and their HR platform. So uh, our ability to deal with the higher demands of those of those um, more sophisticated clients and, and more complex situations is enhanced, and and it's made a big difference to us actually as a business. I love it. I love it. Well, Julian, this has been awesome. I'm super happy for your growth. That's like very very strong. Uh, maybe you could tell everyone how to how to reach out if they want to work with you, where to go, and maybe just reiterate you know all the problems you can solve for these startups. Yeah, thanks, Scott. And, and you know, to, to reciprocate, I know that Cruise has grown really strongly as well, and, I, and I'm pleased to see that too. And it's and it's great working with you and and Vanessa and the rest of the team. So Sintra Global, my email, if anybody wants to get in touch with me direct, is Julian, B-U-L-I-A-N, at SintraGlobal.com. And Sintra is with a C-C-I-N-T-R-A. So Julian at SintraGlobal.com. Our website is centralglobal.com. Um, yeah, and I would invite anybody to get in touch either directly with me, Scott, or or you know through the website with the, with the wider team. Very happy with that. Love it. 
love referring clients. Like I said, you're super nice. You'll talk to people, even <laughs> if it's not a, a huge subject, you'll answer their questions. And we really appreciate that. And our clients that work with you are very, very happy. So Julian, thank you so much. Thanks for coming by and we'll catch you later, man. Yeah, really good to talk to you, Scott. Have, uh, all the best. Take care. All right, bye. Bye. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Oh.